0: awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered and lightened up and awesome than you did before. If you want to fly, you gotta have that thrust. If you want to fly, thrust is a must. And that's the truth. I really do hope that people feel that way.
1: That's true. You do want that for people. You're just a saint.
0: (laughs) Thanks for acknowledging that. I'm Allison and I'm here in Pleasant Pictures Studio with the one, the only, the sexy red beard, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hi. You've got little bits of white coming in your beard, I'm turning into a
1: white beard. Watch out, world.
0: (laughs) You're just trying to match my hair. I wish my hair would just go white. It won't go white. I have to pay money for it to go white. An old man complimented me on my hair color the other day. And I think it's because he thought that I was like...
1: You look like his wife from behind? (laughs) Yes. With your beautiful gray hair? He was
0: like in his 80s. We want to thank you guys so much for being here. We are so grateful that you are taking time to try to, I don't know, whatever it is you're trying to do. If you're trying to support us, if you're trying to turn your day around, if you're trying to be like, I'm not going to like this podcast,
1: we're going to prove you wrong. That's bold. You know what? I don't even care
0: anymore. I'm done not being bold. I'm (laughs) literally so over it. It's episode number 34, and this episode is called The The Biggest Biggest Secret Secret of Adulthood. Will you make it echo for me? I'll try. Thank you. Which I will 100% admit is a little bit of a clickbait type of title, and I really dislike titles like that. But this is totally apt and something that I think it's like a public service announcement. I'm calling this a public service announcement. That's what this type of episode is. Have you guys been able to tell that I love theming episodes? So we're super excited to break down the biggest secret of adulthood for you, and we're going to do that in just a minute. But first, a couple of segments. (laughs) This segment is the sharing is caring segment, but I want to talk about TV.
1: It's important in your life.
0: It is important. We usually share a lot of books and we have a really fun book recommendation coming up for you and or getting getting booky with it.
1: I don't know if you'd call it fun, but we'll go to the TV first.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about TV. Here's why I want to talk about television. It's a part of our lives. No, no, I'm not going to speak for you. It is a part of my life. And <laughs> I go through phases where I'm like, "Ooh, I listen to books and podcasts and I'm so mentally advanced now. I don't even crave television anymore. And then I go through periods of time where I'm like literally a zombie in front of the television. And I'm like, Wr-. October. October. It is. Is it always October? it's Fall TV. But it also has been because I am working on two new online courses. They're actually audio courses. And the courses are How to Work with Influencers to Build Your Brand and How to Work with Brands to Build Your Empire. And they are these really fun... I know, I'm saying it. They are. they, They are fun audio courses about influencer marketing and how to reach out to people to create successful collaborations and the courses are going to go live next week. I have been working on them for months and months and months and they're audio courses. So what I did is I interviewed industry professionals and industry experts because I have my opinions on how to reach out to people and how I like people reaching out to me, how I like to be paid, how I think other people like to be paid, but I wanted to talk to as many experts as I could, really successful people and get their opinions. So I did all these interviews. And then Eric and I sat in the studio for how many hours do you think we sat in here? Too many. Probably 15 to 20 hours. I'd say more. It was, okay, at least 20 hours. At and,
1: least 50,000. And
0: people, it was at least 100 million hours. And you guys need to understand that when Eric edits, he likes it to be dark. But what starts to happen is this like deep depression starts to fill the okay, inside of you my mean, soul. My,
1: the lights are dimmed? Yeah, he dims all like the I light.
0: Get. He likes to be in a dark cave of emotion. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a glass cage of emotion. Anyway, the whole point of this, I'm going to get back to television, but the whole point of this is listening to myself for 20 hours for even me was just too much, and it was so draining, and I'm so, so excited about the content of these courses, and when I forced myself to remember how many people these courses can really help, because collaborating with people is how you grow and build what you want to build, so I try to focus on that, but guys, it honestly also kind of put me into like a depression, into a deep, dark place, which meant... That that I had to watch lots of television, which is why you can take it from me. I am an expert. So here's the fall TV we've been loving. We love This Is Us. Here's the fall TV we've been loving. We love This Is Us. Season two is coming in hot and strong.
1: It's really hot and strong. I'm
0: hot and bothered and sorry. <laughs> we also love The Mick, which is by some of the producers of...
1: It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah.
0: Now, here's the thing about The Mic. like It's not appropriate. I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that I'm watching it.
1: If you want a good belly laugh, I think this is a good one for you. It's not
0: as dark as it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And on Sunday, in its entirety, I watched all eight episodes of a Netflix original series. No,
1: it's not original. It's Discovery. Oh, thank you. It's a
0: Discovery. Oh, yeah, you're right, because I did read an article about that. It's called Manhunt, and it is about the Unabomber. The thing is, is that Paul Bettany is the Unabomber. Yeah. And I'm really into Paul Bettany, because I read, he's like a tech type of redhead like I'm into redheads I married a redhead right yeah, yeah, like I'm true. into lots of types of men and we can talk about that in its own episode sometime
1: yeah that'd be interesting for yeah, everyone
0: but it's just um hard because I'm into Paul Bettany but he's the Unibomber, like and then I start wondering so am why do you
1: the unabomber so much
0: <laughs> it is a really really interesting
1: thought provoking it is really good in all seriousness it's a fascinating watch
0: and in the documentary realm also um I've been very inspired by chefs Table, which is a documentary series on Netflix. I think that one is a Netflix original. Yeah, I think
1: so too, and it's very high quality.
0: Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And it's just really world-class famous chefs and their story. I find it really inspiring because hearing people wrestling with self-doubt, being turned down, having their family not believe in them, just as somebody who creates, it. I think it's always inspiring to really get an in-depth look at another creator's process. Right. Should we talk about a book? Yeah. Let's talk about a book. Okay. And again, we don't always talk about television. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, <laughs> it's not like we sit around and just talk about television. We actually talk about books and highfalutin stuff so much more that I'm like, TV's a real part of real life. Like it's fall. We're getting cozy. We're getting cuddly.
1: Yeah. The sun's going down at night. What else are you going to do?
0: Just stare at the television. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do getting booky with it. Na, 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 na,
1: Okay. So I've been reading The Conscience Parent by Shafali Sabari. And- i don't even
0: bother it. But okay. The Conscious Parent it, yeah. is the name of the book.
1: Okay, so you might guess I'm a parent. I have three children. And, <laughs> nobody cares uh, about your kids. No, nobody cares, but <laughs> I do. So I read books on it. Why no, I,
0: actually, I'd like to point out, I don't like reading parenting books for the most
1: part. This is the only one parenting book I've ever read.
0: Because I bought it yeah. and it's really good. And I would never normally recommend or talk about a, a parenting book. Well,
1: the Eckhart Tolle Endorses Who we that, love. And the preface is by the Dalai Lama. So, you know, I'm involved. We're I'm all on board. That.
0: We've got Eckhart and the Dalai.
1: And the Dalai, yeah. So why this is cool is the premise is that uh, it's, it doesn't tell us how to raise our children. It tells us that our children are already perfect. They've already come to the earth how they need to be. And they are here to teach us. And we're here to just kind of get out of their way.
0: Exactly. So
1: here's here's a couple sentences that kind of helps you understand what I'm talking about. Our ability to accept our children is directly linked to our ability to accept ourselves. Think about that. Boom. Both as we are presently and for what we have the potential to become. After all, how can we hope to raise our children to be free thinkers and free spirited if we aren't these things ourselves? So how can we raise our children to be awesome, cool people if we aren't that?
0: Exactly. And I've actually heard a study quoted. That's so stupid. Like, I heard I read a, yeah. an article, but I don't care. I'm going to do it. It's say. like a Portlandia sketch. But I think I'll say it was in a Brene Brown book because that sounds like a safe thing to say that the biggest indicator of children becoming like happy, well-adjusted people is if their parents are also happy well-adjusted people, which makes a ton of sense, right? One mm-hmm. of the main things you can do for your children is to try to become your best self. And I really, really love that book and got really into it because I love this idea. It felt like it just lifted this burden for me with children. Like, I'm going to mess them up. I'm going to screw them up. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm like, instead they're a, fine.
1: It's, instead of a to-do list that you need to remember and like mm-hmm. all these things you need to do, it's just basically your children are perfect. Let them teach you, watch them, be present with them. Yeah. And improve yourself.
0: Yep, exactly. And just, you know, as an aside, if you're listening to this thinking, oh, this is so new age and we're just spoiling the children. No, th- it talks about, obviously, we're not supposed to let our children run our lives. We're not their cruise directors, right?
1: We're not their best friends.
0: But I think we both really like this book because it's not about the children. It's about us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't thought about that.
0: But. Oh, the narcissist that we all are. Speaking of narcissists, we have to tell you about... <laughs>
1: Our Audible trial. Yes, listen up.
0: Listen up. Here's the thing, guys. We have not decided to add sponsorships to this podcast yet. We may or may not, but we are offering you guys a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial through Audible, and we do get a kickback. We do get an affiliate code, so you get a free audiobook and a free trial, and Audible is what we use to get our reading done, to listen to all the books, to fill our minds with good, positive things, and you can access that at audibletrial.com forward slash awesome with Allison. That's Allison with one L, and you can get The Conscious Parent, or listen to 33 of our other episodes for at least a couple book recommendations in every single episode.
1: I mean, I know we get a kickback, but even if we didn't, I would still tell everyone that they should have an Audible account.
0: Oh, definitely. That's why we chose to talk about Audible, because one of the top questions we get is how do you guys have so much time to read?
1: Yeah. So driving in the car, we listen. Mm -hmm. I listen on my walks slash run.
0: I feel lost if I don't have a book that I'm listening to. I feel
1: adrift. What about your shows? Do they make up for it?
0: Well, honestly, right now I don't have, I have a couple of books I'm listening to and nothing that I'm super into. And I think that's why I'm watching so much television.
1: Let's get get you a book.
0: My brain is rotting. Ugh. okay. Are you guys ready for the biggest secret of adulthood? Here it is.
1: (laughs) everyone's just on the edge of their seats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I can't take it seriously anymore. Okay. This is what I do. I get these like theories. I get these ideas and then I write them down on my phone and then I like put them into practice. I'll think, Ooh, this is an interesting thought. And then I'll test it out in like different situations. Is it applicable here? Is it applicable here? I feel like it's going to make you better. The biggest secret of adulthood is everybody's making it up. Everybody's making...
1: Everybody's, everybody's making what up?
0: Everything. They're literally making... Everybody is <laughs> making everything up. And you walk around thinking, how do they know how to do this? How do they know how to do that? Why are they so good at this? Why am, do I seem like I'm the only one who doesn't understand what to do here? It's because everybody is essentially just using their best educated guess. Now, some people have more experience in certain areas. So like, let's take, for example, a neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm. You're like, Allison, neurosurgeons aren't just making it up. Okay, they're taking the experience of people who were just making it up. Mm -hmm. Like people who (laughs) were like, let's just cut this part out of the brain and see what happens.
1: Yeah, sounds low risk.
0: Yeah, low risk. (laughs) And then they took the experience from those people and then they have to bring their own experience to it, but their own experience for the most part, like until they try things out, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I still don't know what I'm doing. Okay. So
1: this, this reminds me of years past when we drive through neighborhoods on drives or whatever. And you're just like, what is everyone doing? How are they doing
0: this? I forgot that I'd do that, but we would like...
1: (laughs) Yeah. She was just like obsessed with the idea of like, what are these people doing with their lives? And, (laughs) and you just... I, I never cared about and that, and I
0: don't. And I don't mean like they're like I'm judging them. Oh, what no, are no. they doing with their lives? Like you I'm were, genuinely curious. curious. Like how are they doing? Well, this it? I find this most applicable when we'd be driving around on Sunday afternoons, and I would feel like we had no idea what to do with our children. Yeah, and I would just, or it would be Saturday, and our kids are like not in soccer, and they're like younger, and I keep feeling as if everybody else just has like these schedules and agendas, and they all know what they're <laughs> doing, and they're on Saturdays we go boating on Saturdays. It's soccer time. I'm like, how did they all know how to have children and what to do with them? Why don't I know what to do? But it's everybody's just making it up. And if that upsets you, we all have these fundamental human needs. Some people have more of a fundamental human need for certainty. And some people have more of a fundamental need for uncertainty.
1: Yeah, which which is uh, visible through... Occupational choices
0: Sometimes through Occupational choices Sometimes because They have affairs Sometimes they dye Their hair a lot Right We all manifest These needs In lots of different ways But here's why I wanted to share this As the biggest Secret of adulthood Is that nobody Knows what they're doing Because I think It's a really good thing I find it a really Freeing And (laughs) Like comforting Thought To think Everybody is just Doing the best That they can With the information That they have They have more information information if they've spent more time thinking about it or building experience in it. Mm -hmm. Other than that, we're all just guessing. Mm -hmm. Some people are really good at making it seem like they're not guessing and they won't even admit to the (laughs) fact that they're not guessing. Good point. They, they won't. Yeah. And I'm very transparent with the... Okay, people are like, how did you start a podcast? I'm like, I don't know. I Googled it. And you're a music producer. Yeah, I had no idea. And I emailed my friend and called my good friend from middle school, Jessica Dahlquist, who does the Extraordinary Moms podcast. And she was like, oh, when you launch a podcast, you should have like five episodes. And I was like, eh, that sounds hard. I'll do like three. And that's about as much as we thought about it. Mm-hmm. I think what mattered more is that I wanted I desperately wanted a podcast that I felt like was inspiring and uplifting and not just talking about television Mm -hmm. or something frivolous but I also wanted something that wasn't so serious I wanted something inspirational
1: that's why you brought me on the show
0: and entertaining
1: because you're so serious because I'm I'm so hilarious
0: You are. No, you just, I brought you on the show because you make me sound funny. (laughs) True story. We have four reasons why this realization that everybody's just making it up is honestly a really positive thing and is going to unlock doors (laughs) to life secrets for you. And number one is that uncertainty leads to creation. So when we're uncertain, we get uncomfortable. And when we get uncomfortable, our human nature is to try to relieve the pain, relieve the stress mm-hmm. and that's where creativity and invention that's where it comes into play and so that ambiguity that can be very uncomfortable for some of us it's just like exercising it's testing and stretching and making your muscles uncomfortable and that's where creation and growth can start to take a role so this realization don't let it get you down everybody's just making it up like your postman is just making up right, the route for the <laughs> <laughs> But, like, he kind of is. Like, somebody had to make it up to start with. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Well, Everybody's just making it all up, Eric. Well, sure. But there's different paths in life that are safer than others. And there's it's universal
0: laws like gravity, sure, I guess. Sure. But, like, I'm calling those into question.
1: But I mean, we should be excited to make up our lives. I mean, there's no other way to grow than by trying things and failing.
0: And that's point number two is that
1: it's growth. It's growth. I mean, can you imagine if you got a checklist for your life and it's like, here, do each one of these things. There's really Mm -hmm. no growth. I mean, you're not winning or losing. You're just checking off certain things. Whereas if we're making it up, we're trying new things, we're failing, we're succeeding. And and then we're actually, once we know what we're good or bad at and what we want to do, we are designing our life intentionally. Ooh. which would make you much happier than just following a script.
0: I love that because if you're just following a script, are you really being intentional? And I think when people talk about intentional living, that's what they're talking
1: about, right? Probably. We naturally want to feel safe and safe routes mm-hmm. appeal to some people and they find happiness and that's awesome. I'm cool if they're cool. But to truly grow, I mean, you've got to step out, have some faith and and try different things and really design your life.
0: Yeah, and so that brings us to point number three, why this everybody's making it up is actually just a good thing is that ambiguity or being able to hold opposing thoughts in your mind at the same time is a marker of emotional and mental intelligence. Mm -hmm. Right? So at the beginning of the year, I shared my top lessons learned from 2016. And one of them was, this thought that joy and sadness can coexist and how I came to that conclusion. And again, that's that's the type of lesson that you can hear, but have you really learned it? Have you really felt it? And I really just so vividly remember the day of feeling such intense joy and such intense sadness in the exact same moment when it was Fiona's first birthday party. And we had friends and loved ones over and I was in the kitchen making punch for her party. And then my mom called to confirm that my dad's cancer that is incurable was as bad as we thought. And it was as extreme as we thought. And all the test results were coming in with this really awful news. And then I turned around in the little toothless sideways smile, Fiona is just with a little swan headband on, just beaming and feeling, I don't know, it's just like this weird chasm, like you're split in half and you feel this like intense joy and this intense pain. And it just broke my heart open in a million new places. And I feel like this whole rest of the year has because my heart was broken open, it's gotten bigger and it's being filled up. <laughs> Right? And that ambiguity, that uncertainty, that is what led to that growth in emotional and mental intelligence for Mm. me. And so, yeah, everybody's just making up how to survive. (laughs) And I've actually had, I'm going to say the honor of speaking with two individuals who have lost children this year. And they both have said, people keep telling me I'm so strong and I'm so amazing. And they're like, I don't feel strong and I don't feel amazing. I'm just getting out of bed i'm just doing what i have to do and sometimes in life we're thrown into that place of i don't know how to handle this <laughs> yeah. like like i imagine with that type of loss you just start make you don't know how you don't know no, what to do with that I mean, you're making it up as you go along right. and that's why they don't feel strong or brave or heroic they just feel like is there any other way to do it i don't know yeah. and on a on a less tragic level, I think that can happen. A lot of times we can move to a new city, we can get a new job. We think we're supposed to know what to do when we're in that new situation. But for the most part, it's just taking your life experiences. But I think the comforting part is that is what leads to greater emotional and mental maturity. Yeah. Right. It also
1: leads to more compassion for everyone because we're all in the same spot.
0: Exactly. And I think that's maybe another reason why just accepting the inevitable, we all kind of have no idea, you know, is is it opens your heart up to accepting new ways of thought. Mm-hmm. Now I do want to say that you can go so far with this, and I tend to do this because I tend to be extreme, right? You can go so far with this <laughs> that you're like nihilistic and there's no point in getting out of bed. Nothing is certain. Nothing is real. I've deconstructed my entire life. I believe in nothing. That can be really, really hard too. So sometimes a tragedy or a circumstance will put you in this I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's self imposed. Sometimes somebody will say something or something will happen and it will shift your thinking. Mm -hmm. I think it's good to do from time to time, but I also think that it can be a habit or a loop that we get in and then it just becomes a way to not propel ourselves to do things.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting.
0: Because when you're just living in that uncertainty all the time, you can't make decisions.
1: Yeah, I, I personally don't have problems with that. But I can see what you're saying. And I have seen people get in that.
0: Well, I was doing that last week. Yeah. And were. I was because I have all of I'm a, Like I said, I'm about to launch these courses. And I'm trying to figure out I've never launched marketing courses like this. And they're audio courses. I've I've never done this before. I've launched online courses. Mm-hmm. I launch a podcast. I sell online products. I sell branding workshop tickets. But this exact thing, I've never done. And it's what new. you're figuring it, it out? Yes, and it was causing me to tailspin. And I realized what I was doing is I was living in the land of theory, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I was living in the land of theory because I was doing so many things. Mm-hmm. But all of the things I was doing were not directly related to the thing that actually needed to be. Done. Yeah. So, like, I was keeping myself. It's a form of self sabotage. It is. It is. But it's also this idea of I should know what to do. So, I'm doing this, this, and this. And that's why I had this thought of nobody else knew exactly how to launch their course. They just did the best they could. And that's what I have to do. Yeah. And it was, like I said, just like this relief. This burden has been lifted. I'm like, man, I'm just going to (laughs) try.
1: Yeah. What else can you do? You can't know everything. Exactly. But the thing is, is you've done courses in the past. So, you you, you know some things that work and yeah. some things that don't, and you're gonna figure out a bunch of lessons from this one too.
0: Oh. So to be keep, so wise. Keep going. And then forward. we have, a, we have one more point on this, why it's so great to realize that nobody knows what they're doing and is that it moves you from a victim mentality to a place of power and control. And I think that's what we were just talking about.
1: Yeah. Once you realize that you're in control of your life and no one knows what, what they're doing, including yourself, then you can take responsibility for what you do do and what you do learn. Mm-hmm. So it's just that step in the dark.
0: But, and I think for me, like when we're talking about, we're driving around and I'm looking at everybody thinking they all know what to do with their kids on a Saturday (laughs) and I don't know that's a victim mentality it is yep if I instead think they didn't know either they're all just doing the best they can maybe they bought a step-by-step book on how to entertain your kids on a Saturday Yeah,
1: that'd be a bestseller
0: (laughs) that's what I think Pinterest is right like I don't know Okay, we have some questions you can ask yourself because again, we love the insight. We love the theory, love dropping this. What's the biggest secret of adulthood that nobody knows what they're doing? We talked about why it's okay. Points number one through four, uncertainty leads to creation. Number two, it leads to growth. Number three, it's a marker of emotional and mental intelligence to be able to hold that ambiguity. And number four, it takes you from a victim mentality to a place of ownership Mm -hmm. and control. And now we want to throw at you three questions to ask ask yourself when you're in that place of, I just don't know what I'm doing. I feel really overwhelmed and it feels like everybody else knows what to do. Or maybe these are questions that you can ask yourself when you're in a place of this uncertainty because you've been thrown there due to a tragic life circumstance.
1: I think these questions are good anytime.
0: Well, and they've been helping me. So I've had some just negative feelings lately. Like I said, I've just been drained. And so I've been taking notes of questions that help me navigate these negative thoughts or just the yin and the yang, the the black of the white, right? Yeah. Well,
1: the, let me just say one oh, more yeah. thing too. I mean, the questions are good. If your life is going great and yeah. sometimes you can get complacent and you're just very comfortable, yes. these are great questions. Maybe nothing is actually wrong, Yes. but this can help you just kind of steer yourself in the right direction.
0: And that's really why you're on the podcast, because I tend to live life in a place of extremes. <laughs>
1: That's true,
0: you do. (laughs) And that's great. That's me. I'm and I used to feel bad about that, but I feel awesome about it now because that's just my nature. But Eric's nature is maybe more you would feel yourself slipping into complacency. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. I think these questions are good for that. And question number one is, what do I know? Again, this is such a a basic question, but when you really feel the structure of your life in a certain area slipping, I think it's really good to focus on what do I know? And for me in college, when I did go completely nihilistic and stopped believing in everything that I used to believe in, how I started to rebuild is I started asking, what do I believe in? What do I know? And what inspired me to start my blog was, which led to the Allison show, which led to this podcast is I know that I believe in love. I believe that love is the one thing that can combat all the hate and all the pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you build from there. If I believe in love, what else do I believe in? And for me, I believe in like a divine creator that cares about its creations. Now, just because you believe in love doesn't mean you're going to jump to that next conclusion. But, you know, I'm going to be super honest with you guys. Sometimes I deconstruct all the way down back to, honestly, all I believe in right now is love. I Maybe I don't believe in just the divine creator this or that, right? Like like I said, I, I love to have my existential crisis and just... <laughs> I am not saying, again, it can be a habit and it's not the healthiest thing in the world to continuously be in that loop. And I've done that. So that's why I can tell you it's not a great place to be. But living intentional lives, not in a place of complacency, right? So that first question is, what do I know? So how this can be helpful is if somebody hurts your feelings and they say something, um, maybe your, your partner says something that is hurtful. Instead of telling yourself this story that your partner doesn't love you, you say, what do I know? I know that Eric loves me. I know he cares about me. So even though he said this hurtful thing, it doesn't mean he doesn't love me. Right. That's how that can be really helpful. Question number two is, am I doing what I want to be doing? And I think that these questions show my cards because I'm such a control freak. And
1: <laughs> no, you're not. It- <laughs> yes, you are.
0: I know. But also this takes me out of that victim mentality where I go, oh my gosh, I just don't know what to do about all these courses and I'm just going to fail. And it's so overwhelming because I have so there's so many moving parts. And then I go, but am I doing what I want to be doing? And you know what? I feel so incredibly blessed and fortunate and privileged, even though it is in some ways a privilege I've worked for, it's still a privilege to be able to answer yes to that question. I'm doing what I want to be doing. And it helps me remember to be grateful and it helps me to remember that I chose this work even if it's difficult, Mm -hmm. or I chose to have these children even if they're driving me nuts. And question number three is, is what I'm doing effective? Now, I don't like to be all results and achievement driven, but the reason why I like this question, is it effective, is because when I'm thinking about, okay, Am I doing what I want to be doing? I'm spending time with my children. I'm having, let's say, a hard time spending time with my children. And then I go, is the time I'm spending with them effective? And if the answer is no, then it forces me to examine maybe I'm not being present. Maybe I have taken on too many projects. Maybe I'm expecting myself to spend too much time with my children and I should get a freaking babysitter and go on a date with my man, right?
1: Yeah, do that.
0: Yes, we did that this morning, actually. We did. We sat down last night and we realized with all of the work I have going on and all of the projects that Eric has going on, that there's only so much space in your mind, in your heart, in your life. And we were filling that space with lots of other things and not leaving space for us. And so Eric canceled a meeting, (laughs) but you did, you canceled a meeting Mm -hmm. And I stopped looking at my phone and we went and had a really wonderful breakfast together. That's why the podcast went out late. Yeah. Because we decided to prioritize each other in making that time we were spending together effective rather than getting the podcast out. So Mm. sorry, but that's what we decided to do. Sorry,
1: not sorry. Sorry,
0: not sorry. (laughs) So those are three questions that I hope you guys can ask yourself. They're good questions for any time, but especially when you're having this realization that everybody's just making it up or life is feeling uncertain. You're feeling that ambiguity, which is such a fun word to say when you can actually get it right because sometimes it's hard to say ambiguity.
1: Yeah, it's a good word.
0: (laughs) The three questions are, what do I know? Am I doing what I want to be doing? And is it effective? And so for me, is it effective can mean... I'm doing the podcast. Do I feel like people are being reached and people are being touched and is it effective and that is it work that I enjoy doing. On that note, we just want to say thank you so much for gosh, I'm so emotional today. Is that yeah. is that hard for people to listen? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, what's going on?
0: Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your podcast reviews. Thank you for the shout outs on Instagram, for the direct messages, for the screenshots showing me what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast. We appreciate it so much. And we really do want this podcast to grow. It's awesome. It's so much fun, but we genuinely create it because we hope that it benefits people's lives. So you sharing it helps us, helps you, helps the world in that work. And we really appreciate it. And so to thank you guys, every week, Eric picks a podcast, iTunes, review recently unfortunately realized you have to get off of your phone and get on your computer to leave a review on itunes but we we do send a thank you to a person that eric chooses we're sending you a new shack cd and i'm doing awesome tumblr and eric's gonna read a review thank you guys for everyone who's left them
1: this is from k D. Schilling. I'm late to the show, but I just wanted to say how great this podcast is. I'm a mental health counselor, and this show is so in tune with how I approach my practice, so much so that I was shocked that Allison's educational background was not in the mental health slash social work field.
0: I'm just making it all up. Yeah. No, no I, but I do, but I read a lot. But this is very, very validating and making me very happy.
1: Allison and Eric have so many truly amazing tips and tricks for living your best life. The best part is I find so much of this relevant and helpful, not only for myself, but for my clients as well. I've been able to use a lot of what you guys address on the show, all credited, of course, with some of my clients who just feel stuck and powerless in their own lives, especially the big picture versus small picture thinking. Amazing job. Keep up the awesome show. And as always, I love Eric's music at the end. That answers your question that are people being helped touch. So
0: Oh, man, you guys, this is the best thing ever. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. And we genuinely hope that there was an insight or a TV recommendation <laughs> today that is going to make your life better. I want to encourage you guys to go to AllisonShow.com. That's my website. I'm about to launch a new one. Gosh, I'm working on that too. That's Allison with one L. That's where we have show notes. That's where we have links to all of the things that we talk about. today and we have a link to that audible trial that you guys can get and also you can sign up for my thought nuggets which I send out weekly and they're just quick thought nuggets things I'm loving things I'm excited about things I'm trying that are helping me make it through the week and helping me have a a more awesome life and I love sharing that with you I want to remind you only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be and Eric what are we going out on
1: this is called Operation by my band, New Shack. The table is covered in-
0: It's me again. (laughs) Allison, I know. I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin your vibe with Eric's music, but I just wanted to let you know that if you're listening in iTunes, if you go to the corner, there's those three dots. And if you click on those, you can text message this episode to a friend. Can you think of somebody who might benefit from hearing anything that we talked about today? Send it to people because sharing is caring and it shows them that you love them. It shows us that you're awesome for sharing and we just would appreciate it. If you're listening in Stitcher, you can and click on those dots and there's like a little box with a little arrow kind of and you can send it to people so
1: we appreciate it and thank you